Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome to Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. I'm your host, Joy Keys. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Joy Keys. Also, check me out on Facebook, Saturday Mornings with Joy Keys. And on Instagram, Saturdays with Joy Keys. I just want to thank you guys for, you know, supporting the show and making comments. You know, you can follow us on Spotify, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, iTunes, as well as here at Blog Talk Radio. Also, you can email me. You can email me at SaturdaysWithJoyKeys at Hotmail.com. I would love to hear from you. You have any comments, suggestions, you know, guests you would like to see. Um, if you have a number for Denzel Washington, I mean, I'm sorry, did, did I say that? Uh, Viola Davis, I'm just putting out there. Okay, so anyway, thank you for supporting the show. Um, today, we are speaking about marriage, healthy marriages. And particularly, you know, I have two African-American therapists on the line because, you know, people think sometimes black people don't get married, black people don't want to get married. That's not true. People do want to have relationships. Um, and make a long-term commitment and in the context of marriage. But how do you do it? How do you do it successfully? Blending, you know, your family, talking about money, sex, all these different things. Um, so I have Ayo Akindumila. She's a licensed marriage and family therapist from Council for Relationships. Good morning, Ayo. Good morning, Joy. Thanks for having me. Thank you for calling in. Um, Now, you also focus on athletes and their experiences um, associated with stress. So that's one of her specialties as well. Um, And then I also have have Dr. Adam Edmonds. He's a licensed psychologist. He earned his doctorate in clinical and school psychology from James Madison University. And he specializes in individual and couples therapy for adults. Good morning, Adam. Good morning, George. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to being part of this lovely discussion this morning. Thank you so much for both for, to both of you for calling in. Um, I know I found IO through license, uh, Council for Relationships, and I've worked with them before. Uh, Adam was kind of like out of the blue, and I think he was like, who is this lady trying to reach me for a what, a podcast, you know? So um, he had to make sure, like, I wasn't a stalker or anything crazy like that. And um, <laughs> But I think he's okay with me now. <laughs> um, yes, I am. So let's, you are? Okay, good, good. <laughs> let's just start at the beginning. Uh, I'll start with Io. Before somebody even gets married, what are some things they should be talking about? That is a great question. Um, I believe – it's difficult to know somebody in their entirety before you get married. So hopefully that takes some pressure off feeling like I need to know everything about this person um, before we get married. But what is important to consider is 
um, do the two of you share the same morals and values um, in terms of life? You know, um, you know, are you planning on, or would you like to, you know, have kids and, and how you're going to raise your children and how you're going to manage your finances? Do, are those things aligned? Um, because those are, you know, really important to discuss or even dreams and goals and things you guys want to achieve. I think it's important to be aligned with major life issues um, to help, you know, the relationship go smoothly. I also think it's important Mm -hmm. to discuss or, or pay attention to how you guys argue and fight because that's in every relationship and are people being heard um you know are their thoughts and feelings being heard and considered and and respected um those things i think are the foundation of a successful marriage now also when you get married you you have families you know you have your maybe a mom dad uncle you might have kids <laughs> Um, Adam, you know, how do you handle that? Because some families could be really big and maybe come from a small family. Some are really nosy. I'm sorry, did I say nosy? I'm sorry, inquisitive. That might be a better word. Um, So how do you deal with that issue, Adam, of blending the family? Good question. Tough question. I think think a key part is, is thinking about, you know, your relationships and how you want to relate to people. Um, I think having discussion, if you're talking about your partner's family, you could, you know, ask what are their expectations, what are their wishes for how they want their family to be included in your shared lives together, and kind of what is the idea of what they think they should do. Like, are we going to all the family events? You know, am I supposed to take part in them? Am I supposed to help cook? Am I supposed to help clean? What are your expectations or your wishes? Um, and you think about what are you comfortable with? And so it's one of the things to talk about, well, this is what I'm comfortable with. It's not to say I'm not going to do it and these are deal breakers, but try to get a sense of a conversation or conversations around what each is looking for and what is each comfortable with. And then you can work to create a plan that, you know, most of your needs, you know, on both sides can be met where there are compromises. What about money? You know, I know that's a big thing because do we put all our money in the same bank account? Do we have separate bank accounts? Um, you know, who's going to pay for the mortgage or rent? Um, <laughs> how do you figure that out? Is there a best way to do it? Should every all the money be in one account? Like, what has been your experience, Io, in talking with couples? Yes, you know, my first thought is to each <laughs> to each his own. But um, you know, when I think of success and the trouble that finances can bring. I typically discuss with the couples I work with um, having a joint account and then also separate individual accounts. So if your you know job is one that does direct deposit, um, you'll split the salary that's coming in between the joint account and then your individual account. And then you have your, I mean, the reality is going to make more than the other person. So realistically thinking, what are our bills? You know, what what money are we spending in this life together in terms of the house, food, gas, cars, insurance, you know, all of that, those major things 
should really come out of the joint account. And then, because mm-hmm. everybody wants a little flexibility and shopping, or if you want to buy something for your partner, or, um, or you know, you want to like go on a retreat or something, or, or uh, a weekend with, you know, your family or your friends, um, maybe more flexible, variable, minute items could come from the separate account. Um, as okay. long as there's financial responsibility, right? That's the goal. You want to make sure your house is taken care of and in your relationship isn't stressed because of finances. Now, what about debt, though? You know, everybody has debt. Um, Adam, in your experience, how has that impacted relationships, the, the issue of debt, and who pays for it? I mean, that, that, ooh. depending on the relationship, debt, it can be, you know, it can be certainly a hard spot, sore spot for the relationship. Um, and can not, you know, it can harm a relationship because of, you know, goals. You know, it can, can collide with goals such as, say, buying a house and who, how are we going to be able to buy a house if we don't have the credit together and one of us has mm-hmm. more debt than the other. And I think conversa- you have to have conversation or conversations. It shouldn't be just one conversation. It should be ongoing conversations, you know, sometimes at least kind of introduction, then you go a little more deeper, then you get to try to be, you know, open because, as you said, everyone has debt. Everyone has some financial history coming into a relationship. And trying not to make judgments about the person, um, you know, on that. Hear them out. Listen to what's going on. Because we don't know their history. It could have been, like, medical debt. It could be, you know, they were trying to advance in their careers. Um, I think it's important to know, okay, you have this debt. What is your plan? To do your debt, these are our goals, and what can we do to work together to figure it out? Um, part of this, the key thing, I think, is communication and hopefully collaboration because, you guys, if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be adversaries trying to one-up. You should be working together to create something together. Mm-hmm. What about friends? Um, I, you know, I used to hang out with my friends every weekend and we would do the whole run the clubs or something. And now I'm married. <laughs> like how much time do I have to give to her or how much time do I have to give to him? Cause I mean, I don't want to change, you know, hanging out with my friends. I, how do you maneuver that in a marriage? <laughs> that is uh, a difficult one. Cause we only have a finite amount of time. Right. And um, these are, two individuals or multiple individuals that we care about and, you know, value our time with. And, you know, like Adam is saying, you guys are a team and there has to be discussion and conversation. If one partner is feeling like the other is spending too much time with a friend or is feeling neglected, you know, because they're not receiving enough time, um, how can how can schedules be adjusted or you know, the conversation of is, is time with me even valuable? Like, or what do you need, really? You know, is it just that we spend all day together or we can spend maybe an hour of really deep quality time together? Um, but, you know, your partner, depending on what stage in the relationship, especially if it's marriage, um, I really believe, you know, they should be one of the top priorities. Like, they are your family, now and not that your friends should sit on the back burner 
Um, but just being mindful of, you know, this person that you're sharing a life with and wanting to be considerate of that. And I recognize, you know, as I'm saying this, like some people might want to monopolize your time or, you know, not want you to spend time at all with your friends. And and that's not realistic either, right? Like if I'm the partner saying, oh, I, I would like some more time from you, I also need to mm-hmm. recognize that, you know, my partner is also still an individual and it's okay for them to also spend quality time with others outside of our relationship. It's just really about balance and making sure your partner um, feels heard and doing your best to to meet their needs. Now, Adam, you know, what about jealousy, jealousy and, you know, this control, because that could slide down into maybe even if you want to say a domestic violence situation of people controlling people's time and isolating them. But I'm sorry, I know I heard, I think you were going to say something first, though. Yeah, I was going to add in um, to the previous question um, because I think I, I agree uh, with what's being said. I think it's also in consideration. You can't, as a partner, as a spouse, you can't be everything for the other person. And hopefully, as you guys are developing, as you have different stages in the relationship, it is, you know, there's an awareness about that. So that when you are spending time, it's quality, not quantity. Um, so I wanted just to add on to how important that is and to, to recognize um, that point. Um, as for jealousy and <laughs> possessiveness, um, hopefully, um, is it Io? I'm sorry, I want to make sure I'm pronouncing the name correctly. Yes, yes, it's Io. Io, thank you. As I always said, you do want to have a good – you can't know everything about your partner, you know, by the time you get married. But you do want to have an idea about how time is considered, um, how you spend time and, and jealousy or some possessiveness about how going into the relationship, how other parts of your life are balanced. And so going in, if you, you know, things change once you're married, um, and certainly things have changed during COVID times where people have – rude awakenings about the relationship. Um, it's to really, if you're feeling your partner's jealous, uh, is try to have a conversation, not about the jealousy, but about what you need and see if your partner can offer and provide that or understand that that needs to be fulfilled. And if they are feeling like, you know, um, they are jealous, to try to understand what's going on with that and see what can be done to manage those feelings of being neglected or left out or devalued um, at all. Now, Io, you know, one of the things that affects women a lot is division of labor. Who's taking care of the kids, who's cleaning the house, but then you're also working maybe this day and age. I mean, there are some people who do stay home and, and they're able to um, stay home and, that, and that's their choice. And there's nothing wrong with that. But then there's situations where, unfortunately, it's still proven in statistics and things that women are taking on this heavier burden. How can that um, be alleviated, changed? What is the discussion that has to be had uh, with the other partner? Um, And even in LGBTQ um, relationships, there's one partner that may be, taking on more of the responsibilities of the children in the home and things like that and working. Yeah, I, um, 
it's, I think there's some people who like the traditional, like, I I think you dropped out a little bit. Oh no! Is this? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear is you. Better. Mm-hmm. I can hear you. Okay. Yeah, I was saying. I was saying that I think some people like the traditional roles, like a woman's supposed to do this, and a man is supposed to do this. Or even in the LGBT community, you can have one partner that you know just naturally falls into these gender roles, and you know, I, not that they necessarily work best, but finding a groove you know, for the two of you um, that work best. And, and, you know, as you're discussing this or even noticing it while you're dating, or getting to know each other, you know, something might come out of your partner's mouth or you'll see a behavior and you're like, oh, wait, you know, what do you think about women's roles or men's roles or, you know, division of labor? Um, I think those are great times to discuss these things. Um, you know, understanding their world point of view I think is important because I can come from a family where my mom, you know, was staying at home and, and I didn't believe she should have, she should have worked. And, you know, I see work as empowerment and, you know, I don't want to, you know, be expected to cook because that's what a woman is supposed to do. We should share that equally. Um, Having those types of conversations is important um, between, you know, your partner and yourself, and and I think it's also a very vulnerable thing, you know, instead of just saying this is what I like or this is what I want or this is the way it should be, um, I think it's vulnerable to say I don't feel comfortable with the way society has, you know, laid expectations for us. This is who I am and this is what I'm comfortable with. Can we, you know, find a balance? And, And who are you and what are you comfortable with? You know, like, did your mom you know, cook and clean and, and do the traditional women general duties and is that what you're looking for? You know, why is that important to you? And and are you willing to, you know, compromise with me? Am I willing to compromise with you even though, you know, I'm saying I don't want this, like because I care about you and I love you, how can we make this work? I do see gender gender roles that Yeah. You know, unfortunately sometimes these conversations uh, don't happen in, in the right amount of time, though, it's like you do the love thing, you mm-hmm. fall in love, everything's, like, good and happy, going on dates, you know, he's buying you flowers yeah. or vice versa, you know, <laughs> you got him his favorite, you know, laser tag game for all his boys to hang out with, and, you know, everything's great, and it's just, like, the day after the marriage, then it's, like, boom, a lot of people are, like, oh, my God, who is this person, who did I marry, you know, Adam, in particular, one of the things that um, is a, is an issue for marriage is sex. You know, um, people feel like their partner should do whatever they need um, to so to pleasure them. Um, or why won't she do this? Because my other girlfriend used to do that. And look, I married you, so like, shouldn't you do whatever I need? You know, or vice versa. So how how is sex, uh, in your experience, come up with couples, and how can they deal with that issue? Or also shame. Oh. Sometimes shame because people might have been abused, different things. So how, how do couples handle that? Troy, that's a, um, a great question, hard question. I, if I may, i got to go back to the household tours. I can't let I.O. have to answer a household. We're talking about the vision of <laughs> men and women and, and, no and leave that all on her. You know? Okay, so, okay, so go I, ahead. I hear what she is saying. 
I think the truth, you know, for many people, many people don't like doing chores. So let's, let's, I think it's important to let name that because I think men and women, men, many men just, you know, assume that a woman because of the gender role, she can do it. But I don't know why men would think a woman wants to do chores if man doesn't. Like, you know, not everyone wants to do work. So let's be real that someone's taking a compromise or making a sacrifice with that and trying to be equitable and considerate. And, and, and you can't know that you're right. You can't always know that when you get married, but there are some things to pay attention to. Like as you guys are courting, as you guys are dating, whose house are you at most of the time? Who's cooking the meals most of the time? It's not to say that's how it's going to be, but be think about that in a way of what is the patterns that are happening before the marriage because whatever patterns are existing, more likely than not, they might go into the marriage. And mm-hmm. that can also lead mm-hmm. to, you know, go with regarding sex. You know, it's not something to think of once we're married, things will change. It's not, that's not, you know, that's an ideal. That's a nice wish or fantasy, but it doesn't always lay out. You got to put in the effort, the work, and voice it. And having the conversation about how sex is, you don't want to come from a shame perspective as though you're not satisfying me or, you know, I, you know, you want to say I come from a point of what you appreciate and what you value in the relationship. And also, this is what I, this is what I like to do. This is what I would need and work with it to say, I want us to be better. This isn't like you aren't, you know, you're bad. You don't want to, you know, as you said, we don't want to initiate and make people feel ashamed or embarrassed. Sexual compatibility is something people grow into as well. Just like, with, you know, I imagine when people first kiss, the kiss is awkward because people don't know each other. So sometimes it's just some feedback with that. It can be the same thing. You know, when, some, when your partner's doing something good, give them the feedback. When you want something different, say, say that. Say, can we try this? Um, Adam, let me I just like ask this. you, um, Adam, let me just ask you, how, how often should a couple have sex? I mean, is it? Every day? Is it once a month? Is it three times a week? You know, every, everybody has their think like this is the way it's supposed to be. What is your opinion and, and what do you say to couples when they come to you about that? I think it's for, for, for each person, I think it depends. Each relationship, it depends because there may be a compromise. It depends on the values. As I always say, values matter a lot. And so partners might value, you know, one partner might value sex and money management and children's, you know, you know, a lot higher than the other partner. And so you want to, you know, sometimes that person might want to find a partner who's aligned with that. Um, in terms of the frequency, uh, I think it's all of this is like, what do you want? Think about where you stand first uh, and what's important to you. And sometimes that's, people don't realize it until they're in a relationship, until they're not getting their needs. But it is a process to think about what you want and then have a conversation about what the partner wants. And then say, I really love you. I really want to be with you. We have different, different expectations. What is a compromise that we can do? What is it that we can work on? If you're already together and this is the case, it might have to be you know, something you hash out. Um, again, more conversations, maybe in couples therapy, maybe in sex therapy, to enhance. I don't want to make this as, I don't want to state this as it's a, something shameful. It is something that we want to get better at. It's to grow and to be more, you know, to move tighter as a unit rather mm-hmm. than just 
nitpick and take away from each other. Yeah. Now, another big issue, Io, is the issue of children, whether to have them, if you already have them. And the issue of discipline, especially in the African-American community, people, some people, maybe I'm, I'm 51, people in my generation be like, I got, I got whoopings all the time, so I turned out fine. And then there's somebody <laughs> else, you'd be like, oh, my God, you with your, oh, my God, that's horrible. You know, how do you deal with that issue of disciplining another life that you just brought into the world? Um, and, I mean, I guess this is too long of a question is, is even having kids, but let's deal with the <laughs> discipline issue. I think that's a big thing in the African-American community. Uh, people are talking about nowadays about spankings, you know, whoopings with a bell, you know, all these mm. things. What's your opinion about that? <laughs> um, children, raising children is hard. It's hard work, especially if you have multiple uh, children because they are very much their own individual, but yet at the same time they are a reflection and mirror of you. Um, and I think it's a big responsibility, right? I, I believe most parents want to raise, you know, respectful, respectable, you know, members of society, you know. And whether, I mean, between the ages of zero and five, they're at home or they're at daycare, but then they start school and, you know, you're concerned about their socialization and their academic progress. And um, it's just a lot to think about. So when it comes to disciplining, I think you need to know each child individually and what works for them, right? So it's kind of like you're studying the child. Like, will spanking work for this child? Some people, it doesn't work for them. Some kids, you know, Mm -hmm. you can just send them to time out and they're so afraid of, getting in trouble that, you know, that'll just shape them up because I don't want to, you know, spend time in my room or, you know what I mean, like they want to be free. Um, Mm -hmm. Or, you know, in terms of like withholding or grounding or like, you know, you can't have the Xbox for, you know, two days or you can't hang out with your friends for two days. Um, Just different things work. And and I, there's there's a fine line, you know, in terms of spanking, like are we using this to change behavior or are we using this to express our frustration and mm-hmm. and anger. Um, and I think we want to be really careful to not use it as a mode to express our frustration and anger. Um, yeah, that's, well, it you know, sounds, that's what I'll say. Yeah, um, a lot of these issues you guys are bringing up, you know, communication and expressing your needs and everything. And it sounds so nice and easy when you say it. But it's so difficult, you know, when you, when, I mean, I've had relationships, you, I'm sure you guys had, and it's like, it, how, how do you do what you're saying in the, in the middle of the thing? Because it's like you're in this, you know, um, bubble or whatever, and it, it's not as easy. Um, we only have a couple of minutes left. I want a quick question about cheating. Adam, cheating. Should I stay with the person? Should I leave them? How much cheating is bad cheating? I mean, just real quick, we only got a minute or two left. What's your answer on the cheating? It depends on the nature of the cheating. It depends on the couple. I'm, I'm one of like, you know, some people cheating, I don't blame them. Cheating is a non-negotiable. But there are a lot of reasons why people stay, and I don't want to make it to say you don't, you should leave, and that creates some shame or some conflict with people. But you have to think mm-hmm. about, um, so, with, so with cheating, some people it's non-negotiable. That's fine. Some people want to understand it. People have different reasons for cheating. You have to be true to what you're doing. I will say this. If cheating occurs, it is not something that should be swept under the rug. 
it needs to be confronted and challenged and understood, you know, because why did the partner cheat? Why is the other person accepting the cheating or allowing the cheating? And what do you want? You know, how do you recommit to the relationship? Because if the other person can't give you what you want, then that might be something you have to think about needing support to leave. Um, mm. Or if you need to stay and you both are committed to staying, being committed to work together on that. But do not, if it happens, do not just sweep it under the rug and say, oh, it happened and that's it. Because it can lead to a wound that can fester and um, undermine anything else. Yeah. Well, you guys have given a lot of knowledge. I hope um, people were listening and heard, you know, uh, what you said. Uh, again, I want to let people know that I was with the Council for Relationships. Um, and, Adam, tell them where you can be found if they want to reach out to you. I, you can be, I can be found, find me easily on my website at ajetherapy, ajetherapy.com. Um, I have my little bio, some information about how I work, and you can reach me um, through that. And IO, is it councilforrelationships.com or ORG? It's .org, councilforrelationships.org. Okay, so they can reach out to her there. Um, Again, they're both African-American therapists. If you're African-American, or even if you're not, they see all clients. Um, But I'd just (laughs) like to highlight that there are people of color you know, working to help um, others uh, in the universe. Uh, thank you, you guys, for coming on the show today. Thank My you. pleasure. Thanks for so much. Us. Thank you. And, again, happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Talk to you later. Thank you, everybody. All again, right. You can follow me at Joy Keys on Twitter, uh, Saturday mornings with Joy Keys on Facebook. And Saturdays with Joy Keys on Instagram. You guys have a great weekend. Stay tuned. I'm going to be speaking with author Walter Mosley. Stigma may not directly affect you, but it harms the one in five Americans living with mental health conditions. Which prevents millions of people from seeking help. So do yourself and everyone a favor. Go to CureStigma.org and get tested for stigma. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.